8352414 This is Learning with Leslie Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about, you know, all those things like internet marketing, online business, blogging, traffic generation, social media, you know, all that WWW stuff. I started this podcast to share what I've learned about internet marketing and what I'm still learning and to interview other experts that can help us all along in our blogging journey. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel, the internet marketing teacher from learningwithleslie.com. And as usual, I'm excited to bring you another episode. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about five ways. You ready for this? Five ways to help your blog kick butt in 2012. Yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about today. I have some tips some practical tips that we can all implement to help do awesome things with our blogs in 2012. That's what I'm going to talk about today. All right, all right, all right. I am excited. I am excited. I am so excited because you know what? I have these five tips to share with you. And these tips, I believe that If you take these tips and you implement them in your online business, you're going to do some awesome things. 2012 is right around the corner. I am recording this today. It is December 12th. People are, you know, shopping and getting ready for Christmas and all that good stuff, getting excited about the holidays. Many people are going on vacations and relaxing and all that good jazz. And... I think it's a good time to start thinking about our blogs. Wait, we should have already been thinking of our blogs, but to start thinking about what we're going to do with our blogs next year. I know a lot of people make New Year's resolutions, and I'm not saying to make New Year's resolutions for your blogs. That may be a good thing. I don't know. You might want to do that. But what I'm saying is I think it's time to do some things to help take our blogging efforts and everything that we do to the next level. And I'm excited. So I'm just going to talk about these five tips because these are tips that as I do interviews and I connect with others, as I blog, as I learn about blogging, as I learn about online business and all that jazz, as I learn about all these things, these are some of the things that really stand out to me. Yes, there are a lot of blogs out there, but I don't think a lot of them do it the right way. And not that there's one right way. But I think there are things that we can do that will enhance the effect that our blogs are having. Before I go into the tips, I want to remind you, I want to remind you that if you have questions about internet marketing, online business, blogging, traffic generation, social media, any of the types of things that we discuss on this show, what you have to do is pretty simple. It's very simple. All you have to do is this. Call the hotline. When you call the hotline, you'll see a voice message. And I mean, there's going to be a greeting that I I give. And then you can leave your recording 
with your question, with a suggestion, with a topic that you want me to discuss on the show, and I will talk about it on this show, just in case you don't remember the number. I haven't done this a while in my episodes. Um, so just in case you don't remember the number, the number is... 888-835-2414. All right, so that's my lovely wife singing. Don't let that singing go in vain. <laughs> you have a question, you know what to do. Call the hotline. Let's get into the tips because this is good stuff. This is stuff that I'm excited to share. First thing I want to talk about. When I was younger, I was probably, let's see, what age was I? I think I was, I was around the age of 12. So I was in elementary school, not yet in high school. But when I was younger, my, my parents owned a shop. It was a grocery store. You could go there and you get, you know, the regular grocery items and so on. And it w I grew up in the island of St. Martin, for those of you that don't know. Um, and this was the first time I had any exposure to any kind of business. My parents owned the shop and we owned it for a few years. And it was one of the main things that was generating income for us. Yes, my dad had a job. My mom had a job also. But we also owned this shop and... As a part of this, I would work in the shop. My, my brother would work in the shop. My sister was too young, so she wasn't working in the shop at that time. Um, but there was one thing that really st it stands out in my mind. When we worked in that shop, when we owned that shop, the people in the area, in the, in the neighborhood, would come into the shop and we knew them by their first name. They knew us by our first names. We knew about their families. They knew about our families. And it was kind of like this sense of community that you got when you, when you went to this shop, when you came to this shop. And we were a part of that community because we owned that shop. And what I've noticed is that in the past, this is how a lot of business was done. Back in the good old days, this is the way it was. You know what? I, I kind of sound like one of those old people that says, when I was a little kid, blah, blah, blah. We used to walk to school uphill both ways in the snow. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the fact that in the past, where we shopped was much more so, um, social. It was much, much more interactive. You knew the people that you were buying from. The people that were buying from you, uh, they knew you also. They, it's a sense of community, you know, the good old days. And then since then, there are a number of changes that I've seen happen. Number one, bigger corporations have come in and uh, you don't have as many of those mom and pop um, shops and, and those types of things. They, they run out of business because they can't compete with the bigger corporations. And then the internet came around. And eventually people started buying on the internet, which was awesome because you don't have to go to the shop. You don't have to wait in lines. You don't have to do all these things. You can just go to Google and search for something or go to Amazon or Walmart online or wherever it is you want to buy online. You can go to these websites. You can find the things that you need. There's no interaction with people. It's just, okay, this is what I need. This is what I'm going to buy. And then you buy it. Now, in my opinion, in that process, as awesome as it is, as awesome as it is to be able to come on the computer and just find something quickly and order it and have it shipped to your door, the one thing that we lost was that personal aspect. And I think that since then, we've become much more isolated as a people. I sound like I'm preaching 
but that's all right. We've become much more isolated. I don't need to know who I'm buying from. Um, I can just go online and I can just get what I want with a few clicks, put in my credit card information, and then it'll be delivered to me. Now, that is changing because there's something that happened and this is this is my interpretation of what has happened um blogging came on the scene and then with blogs people were sharing more of who they are and then since then it blogging has evolved to where many people all over the world has been able to take this blogging concept and turn it into a, a a small business for themselves. So you're selling information from your blog. You're selling products from your blog. The cool thing about that is it became a little more personal because now you can find out information about the person that's running the blog and all of that. Then you got sites like Facebook that came on the scene. And and, and that's the main one that I'm going to talk about because really Facebook has revolutionized the way we, we connect with others online. And with blogging and Facebook and Twitter and all of these concepts put together, all of these sites and services, the internet has become much more social. So what you have is this. First, the way we used to buy things was much more personal. It was much more social and interactive. Then the internet came on the scene. And in my opinion, it took some of that away. And then all of these things like blogging and Facebook and Twitter and these sites came around that brought back that social element to what we're doing even online. So why am I, <laughs> why am I going through all of this? The concept is pretty simple. If you want to, to take your blogging to the next level, if you want to, 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 your blog to kick butt in 2012, you need to be more personal. How do you do that? Be you. When I come to your blog, I'm coming to your blog not just because there's good information on there. The people that I follow online, it's not just because they have good information. It's because I know them. At least I feel as if I know them. I might not know them personally. They don't come over to my house. We don't interact with each other's family or anything of that sort. But I've gotten to know them over time. And because of that, you trust them. And you grow that relationship where when they recommend something, you listen and that is exactly where you want to be. You want your personality to shine through in everything that you're doing online. You're writing a blog post. That blog post should have your signature on it. I'm not talking about a signature, you just signing your name at the bottom. But I'm saying a signature showing that this post was written by you because I can tell. I can tell by the way you're writing. Or if I'm listening to your podcast, I can tell by what you're saying that this is you. I am getting to know you as a person. And as I get to know you, I get to trust you. And I am more likely to buy something that you recommend than to buy from someone else that I don't recommend. So tip number one, to take your blog to the next level in 2012 is be more personal, be more real, be exactly who you are, and that will set you apart from everyone else. And you know why that's the case? Because there's only one you. There is only one you. That's pretty much it. 
for the first tip. Of course, we have first we have four more tips. Um, so that's tip number one. Be you. Let your personality come through. In a number of the interviews that I've done, this is something that most of them are 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 talking about. They're saying that you have to be you. I think I've beat that to death. So let's go on to the second one. This second one is is something that I think is extremely important, and it's something that a lot of people overlook and and that's this don't try to look or sound intelligent speak in simple language now i don't want to i'm not saying that you need to be dumb i'm not saying <laughs> oh that's harsh i'm not saying you know to just litter your content with grammatical errors or anything of that sort but don't try to overcomplicate anything if you're explaining a concept, explain it in as simple of words that you can. Okay, so I went to school. This is something I have a lot of experience with because I went to school. I, I did a biology degree um, for my bachelor's. I did a master's degree in neurobiology. And neurobiology is something that really fascinates me. I'm, I'm fascinated by the nervous system. I'm fascinated by neuroscience and physiology and all those things that a lot of people just don't even want to hear the word. I am fascinated by it. I love to see how the body functions. I love to see how the mind functions, how the brain functions. And I'm teaching that now. And it, it, it just gets me excited to think about anything related to that. But as I was doing my degree and I'm sitting in these classes, there's something that really stood out to me. A lot of my professors, awesome professors, they knew their stuff, very intelligent people. But when you sit down in class and you listen to them, it's as if they're using these $100 words and, and you, you got to have a thesaurus and a dictionary right next to you just to understand what they're saying. And they start to talk and your mind starts to wander because you're not even sure what's going on, what they're trying to get across. And I think many times we try to make things much more complicated than it needs to be. So when I started my biology blog at interactive-biology.com, I decided that this is something I was not going to do. And I started to, to break down concepts in as simple a way as I know how. And sometimes I'd use household items just to show how the body functions or how a particular cell functions. If I'm explaining how a, a nerve cell functions, I, I'm, sometimes I might draw little simple illustrations. Or sometimes I remember there was one that I did where... I was, I'm not going to tell you what I was trying to uh, illustrate, but in order to illustrate the point, I constructed something where I had paper towel over the sink that I was wetting, and then I was throwing marbles on the paper towel. And by seeing that, the people that came to the site and listened to, watched the video, they were able to understand a concept that's sometimes very difficult to understand. Because I broke it down in very simple language, it was much easier to understand and they were more likely to consume the content. So do not try to look intelligent. Don't try to sound intelligent. Be natural, yes, but speak in simple language. 
I'm not saying don't be educated. Be educated. Study as much as you can about whatever industry you, you're in. Be knowledgeable. But when you're explaining concepts, use simple language. Keep it simple, stupid. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple. Make sense? Now, this year alone, just to kind of follow up on that, this year alone, from people that have visited my website, I've gotten around five, no, what am I saying? I'm, I'm, I have the number right in front of me. Almost 900 emails from people that wanted to thank me for my biology videos. On YouTube, over 660,000 views. This last month at my website, approximately 20,000 unique visitors. Obviously, this is working. You want to explain concepts? Explain them as simply as you can. People want simple. You know those books that they call such and such for dummies? Like, for example, cake baking for dummies or SEO for dummies or anything like that. Carpentry for dummies. That's a series that they have. And though that series is extremely popular. Why is it so popular? It's that popular because it's taking these concepts that people look at as being complicated and it's breaking it down in very simple terms so that anyone can understand. That is your goal with your blog. Break it down so that anyone can understand. Tip number one, let your personality shine, shine through. Tip number two, do not try to look intelligent. Speak in simple languages. Language, not simple languages. You don't want to do it in multiple languages. <laughs> well, you may want to do that, but that's a totally different topic for a totally different podcast. Tip number three. What is tip number three? Tip number three is tell stories. What I found is that one of the best ways to teach lessons, the best ways to learn, is by telling stories. Why is that so so awesome? It's awesome because it allows you to get a mental picture. It allows you to visualize concepts. And if you're telling a story and there are in, people involved in the story, it allows you to identify with the characters or with the situations that you're talking about. And in essence, what it does is it helps you to remember. Not only that, it makes it more interesting. People would rather hear a story than read a textbook. People would rather hear a story than getting a list of features. I don't care how many gigabytes. A perfect example. No, that's not a perfect example. Never mind. Okay, this is a perfect example. A few days ago, I watched a video. And this video was by Pat Flynn. I don't know if you know Pat Flynn, but he's from smartpassiveincome.com. And I was so impressed with this video. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embed this video in my, the, the show notes for this episode. This is episode 56. So come to learningwithlesley.com slash episode 56. And I want you to look at the video that Pat Flynn made where he's talking about the fact that if you want to, 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 you want people to come to your site and really be engaged with your content, do something that will give them instant results. But he didn't just say that. He illustrated it by talking about a story about something that happened to him when he was in the mall. And I want you to check that out. So 
learningwithlesley.com slash episode 56. You have to watch this video. It'll, it'll explain what I mean with, with telling stories perfectly. And I want you to watch that. Um, also, in the post, I'll also include a, an example of a video that I, I included in my biology website, the same one I was talking about just now with the paper towel and the marbles, so that you can see what I mean by not trying to look intelligent, um, but just using simple languages. So make sure to come back to this post and um, check out those two videos. So tip number one, let your personality shine through. Tip number two, don't try to look intelligent. Speak in simple language. Tip number three, tell stories. Tip number four, be social. This goes right back to what we were talking about before in terms of letting your personality shine, shine through. But it goes beyond your blog. It goes to sites like Facebook and Twitter and connecting with people on those sites. Now, when I say connecting with people, when I say being social, I mean doing it in a real way, being genuine with your, your social interactions online. You know, I am, <laughs> it frustrates me. I'm so tired of seeing how people are trying to promote themselves on Twitter and Facebook. I have no problem with promoting. And I think if you're running a business, you have to promote. But in many ways, I am seeing people just getting on there and spamming people, sending a bunch of links and saying, hey, click this link, you will win a million dollars. Or click this link and you'll get a free iPad. I <laughs> Sometimes I am afraid to talk about certain topics on Twitter because I know within an hour I'll get spammed with a bunch of links from people that you know just want to get a commission for something or want you to check out a product. So for example... A few days ago, no, a few weeks ago, I think it was about two weeks now, my iPad fell and it broke. The glass broke. And I was very disappointed about it. What had happened was I went back to the old school where I taught and some of my former students saw me and they were so excited. They came running after me, Mr. Samuel. And then they jumped on me and then the iPad fell to the ground and that was it. And I was, you know... <laughs> I felt bad because I know they didn't intend to do it. They felt terrible about it. But anyhow, I tweeted about it. I can't believe my iPad broke or something of that sort. And I explained the, the situation on Twitter. And then within a few minutes, I got a bunch of links from people um, saying, get a free iPad by clicking on this link. And they send you to some site. And you never know if the site is a spam or... Um, a, a scam or uh, you know something that's not legit or anything of that sort. It doesn't matter whether it is or not. But the main concept is this. People do Facebook and Twitter wrong. A lot of people do. When you get on Facebook and Twitter, remember that the real reason, the primary reason for this site, for these sites, are, is to connect with others, not to promote. So be real and connect in a real way way. If you look at my Twitter account, you'll see that I don't have as many followers as many of these, um, many people that you'd see online with thousands of followers. And that's because I'm, I'm determined to grow my Twitter account slowly. That doesn't make sense, right? You're thinking, what is wrong with this guy? 
The reason I don't follow, but uh, the, the reason my number isn't as high as many others is what a lot of people do is they go on Twitter, and I'm not downing this. It's just not the way I do things. They go on Twitter and they start adding hundreds of people and then thousands of people with the hopes that those people are going to add them back, which is very likely. Me, I don't do that. If I connect with you on Twitter, it's because I'm connecting with you on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm not going to follow you back. Not because you followed me. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter what you're doing. I follow you if we're interacting with each other. If you send me a message or if you, you see me on Twitter and you say, Hey, Leslie, how's it going? I'd reply to you, but then I'd follow you because you're interacting with me. It's not just about promoting. It's about just getting to know me as a person. And this is how I think these sites are supposed to be used. And then once you, you're nurturing that relationship, of course, you can promote. Promote. You need to promote if you want your business to grow. But the primary reason for these sites is to connect with each other, to connect with others, to meet people and interact with them in a genuine way. So be social. Being social will put you out there. It'll allow you to network with individuals in your niche, and that can result in so many awesome things. I've had a number of awesome things happen just as a result of tweeting at someone and talking to them about uh, you know, what they're doing or what I'm doing or just connecting with them as real human beings. Another part of this whole being social thing is something that I'm realizing more these days, especially this year, and that is the power of going to live events in your industry. Now, I haven't done this a lot. In fact, I've only done this once. I went to the Financial Blogger Conference in Chicago, or right outside of Chicago, and that was invaluable. I got to meet up with people like Cliff Ravenscraft and Pat Flynn and meet them in person for the first time after interacting with them for who knows how long online, meeting them in person, connecting with them, connecting with the others that were there and um, some other people that I got to meet up with. And it was just awesome, invaluable. It helps you to take that relationship to the next level. And it's something that I would encourage you to do. Yes, blogging is all internet and all that good stuff. But if you can get outside of that and go to live events in your industry, if you're in health, there are a lot of health and wellness events that are all over the world. If you're in Let's say you're in biology. There are a number of biology events. Events, Yes, us nerds do get together also. <laughs> and that would be a good place for me to go and network with others because they're in my niche. So that's something I would highly recommend. So tip number one, let your personality shine through in your blog and everything that you're doing. Tip number two, don't try to look intelligent. Speak in simple language. Tip number three, tell stories. Tip number four, be social. And tip number five, for taking your blog to the next level, for helping your blog kick butt in 2012, in 2012, right around the corner is to use different types of media. What do I mean by this? This is something that I've spoken about on this podcast before, and it's something I think is very invaluable. If you have a blog and you're writing to that blog on a regular basis, whether that regular basis is five times a week or three times a week or maybe once a week or even once every other week, 
That's awesome. That is what you should be doing. But if that's all you're doing, my recommendation to you would be to add another dimension to your blog. Try adding images. Why? Because a picture is worth a thousand words. If it's just text that you have on your blog, add images. It spices it up. It breaks up the content a little bit. It makes it more visually appealing. If you're doing that, try adding audio, recording a podcast, launching a podcast. And, you know, the, a podcast is awesome because now you're listening to this right now and not, you're not just reading content, but you can hear my enthusiasm. You can hear when I'm not as enthusiastic. You can hear if I'm monotonous. You can hear my personality. My personality is shining through in a way that it doesn't if I'm just writing. So try adding audio to what you're doing. If you're doing that, try adding video. Why? Because right now you cannot tell that my hands, my arms are swinging all over the place. I'm getting so excited. I'm talking. Yes, you can hear it in my voice, but you can't tell that I'm holding my head right now and going, ah! <laughs> and you know what? By looking at someone's actions, you're getting to know even more of them because there's certain things that you can tell just by looking at a person. You can tell if that person is being genuine. You can look into their eyes and sometimes you can see that uh, there's something not too right just by looking at them. Actions speak louder than words. So try adding video. Try putting your videos up on YouTube, embed embedding them in your blog, just you know, using different types of media to get your message across. Some people are visual learners. Some people are auditory learners. Some people like to read. And by using these different types of media, you're, you'll be catering to more types of people. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. So tip number one, let your personality shine through. Tip number two, don't try to look intelligent. Speak in simple language. Tip number three, tell stories. Tip number four, be social. And tip number five, use different types of media. Now, if you really think about everything that I said just now in this podcast, there's a whole lot in every single point. And it's easy to think, oh, man, I have to do all of this. I need to let my personality shine through. I need to not try to look intelligent, tell stories, be social, and, and use video, audio, and pictures, and text, and all this stuff. This guy is crazy. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is start by working on one aspect. And then start by and then work on another aspect and just kind of work on these things as you go through 2012. Even now, your next blog post, how can you add a story at the beginning? It might even be easier for you to do that than to come up with all the, the facts that you are thinking about coming up with. So just tell stories, do these things interact with people and just it's kind of like a full package type of thing so do it as you as you can as you do it you're going to get better at doing it and you'll see that it's going to help your blog kick butt in 2012 yeah that that that's pretty much it i'm i'm just going to stop there and i'm just going to tell you 
that number one, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you will come back to the blog, learningwithlesley.com slash episode 56. And what I want for you to do is leave a comment and let me know which one of these you think is the most effective. Not just that, if you have any other tips, leave them in the comment. I want to know and interact with each other. Let's continue this community. Let's make things more personal. This podcast, as usual, is brought to you by my 7-Day Bootcamp at 7daybootcamp.net. Come over there, learn to get your online business started in 7 days. Doing the research, setting up your blog, driving traffic, growing your list, making money online. All of those things, I talk about that there and I show you how to do it in a step-by-step way. I want to remind you that if you have a question, comment, suggestion, all that jazz, you can leave it in the comments. But you can also call the hotline, ask your question, and I will answer your question on the show. I'm going to place the number at the end so you can have that, and that will be the last thing on your mind. So that's all for this episode. This is Leslie Samuel. Until next time, take care and God bless. Five, two.